0: Hey, family. This is the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to have you all with us in the house today. Um, I wanted to record this and share this podcast with you all. Uh, We're going to be talking about program design strategies that unlocks massive funding opportunities. And uh, this is uh, for all of the nonprofit entrepreneurs that are out there uh, who are looking to do more with their programs and who are looking to really have a greater impact. Um, uh, on their programs and who believe that they have something to, that can be shared um, with their community and that can make a difference in the community. So I want to share three things with you uh, that I believe are going to be super helpful on your journey, and I want to just share this uh, broadcast in, in, uh, uh, with a group. There you go. So um, I want to talk about these three things. So uh, as we get started today, uh, this particular uh, podcast is being brought to you uh, by the DrWilliamPClark.com uh, website. Now, this website uh, is the website where you can get all of the resources you need uh, to help you with uh, developing your nonprofit and to raise serious money, our latest course, uh, Fundraising Basis for Nonprofits, is up on the website. So go ahead and register for that course. Uh, we also recently released Grant Writing for uh, Businesses. So if you are a for profit business, this may be an opportunity for you to explore how to write the right grant uh, for your business that can make a difference. Uh, and we also released recently Grant Searches. Uh, for organizations. So if you're looking to find the right uh, type of funding opportunity that uh, aligns with your organization and that can hit the right notes for you and you've been struggling to figure out, well, which funder makes the most sense for me and how do we do this and how do we do that, uh, go to drwilliampclark.com. Tap into those resources. We'll be glad to get you connected and to get you started. So uh, let's talk about this topic. Um, There are three things I'm going to share with you about Uh, Program design strategies that can um, unlock funding for your organization. If you and by the way, if you're watching this live, you got any comments, questions, feel free to leave a comment uh, in the chat so that we can respond to them. But there are three things I want to share with you that I have found consistently made a difference uh, in unlocking massive funding opportunities when it comes comes down to program design and functionality, particularly if you're new or you're launching a new program, or your program has been around for some time, but it's just not hitting uh, the right notes and making the right connections, I want to be able uh, to share with you some things that we have uh, found to work, and programs that I've led, and also programs that we have helped design for our customers. The first thing that I think is so paramount to all of this uh, is the power of relationships. Now, this comes down to relationships with multiple people. So it's not just the relationship with the funder, which does play a significant role uh, in unlocking any type of money, small or large, uh, but it's the relationships you have all around the program or the project. So as you're launching and as you're designing a program, as you're getting a program off the ground or you are restarting a program or you're putting the program uh, in kind of this new space and place where it's getting uh, to a, a new beginning, Uh, you got to have strong relationships in place that can make a significant difference in the work that you're doing. If you don't have those relationships in place, it's going to be awfully difficult uh, to have the impact you desire. So the relationships matter. How do you develop relationships when you're a new organization? Well, it's not going to be easy, but there are a couple of things you can do to really get things off the ground. One, you got to figure out what type of relationships you need. So obviously, when it comes to unlocking funding. Uh, Having funding relationships in place is going to be critical. Programmatic relationships are going to be critical. Operational relationships are going to be critical. Community-based relationships are going to be critical as well. All of those relationships are going to be important for you as you explore how to move forward when designing your program and unlocking resources. Now, when you start to put all that together between funding and program and operations and community-based relationships – You start to notice that those relationships will have a convergence or an inflection point that will start to put your program on a a speedy trajectory towards some sort of outcome. Whether the outcome is uh, moving forward with the launch of the program or the outcome being this might not be the right program for this moment or we need to redesign the program. But the relationships are going to help design all of that for you. It's going to help you put all that together. Now, if you're in a space where you're saying, I don't know how to build the relationships, I don't know how to cultivate them, a couple of tips that can help you along the way. Number one, what I found to be super useful throughout my career is the power of volunteering and just giving away time. Now, this doesn't mean you give away tons of time and you just say, you know, take all of my time and use me to uh, as much as you need. But volunteer time, gifted time, makes a difference in your ability to let people know who you are, what you're about. It gives people a sense of understanding uh, what type of program you're trying to build. Uh, It might even in some cases engage people who may want to help you design this very program and contribute to the design of the program. Uh, But I think the, the thing that I have taken away from volunteer time is that people get a version of you that's really authentic. Uh, When you are doing something and no money is involved, no resources are involved, no grants are involved, uh, there's no upside that you can readily put your hands on and say, this is what I'm going to get out of the relationship. I just want to do this to serve and to learn. There's an authentic version of you that shows up, and that version of you is what people get a chance to interact with, and they start to either fall in love with that version of you Or you start to realize that this relationship might not be the best one for you. So let me transition to another relationship where I can talk about the authentic self. I can be my authentic self and begin the design process of this program. So building relationships is critical. And the same thing with funders, right? Being able to talk with funders without your handout or saying, hey, I want to explore money related uh, opportunities with you. Uh, It might be a turnoff to some funders, particularly when you're new or you're looking to build a a brand new relationship or you're trying to introduce yourself uh, to a funder for the very first time. It might be a great idea to explore what it means to just to get to know this funder or the program officer or the person who's reviewing grant applications to understand their vision, to understand what they're trying to accomplish, what the foundation is trying to accomplish. And this gives you an opportunity to learn no matter where you start to build relationships, particularly when it's volunteer-based, there's no incentive, there's no benefit to you, what you want to do is take heed to these two ideas, which is to serve and to learn, to serve the community that you're targeting, to serve the partners you're targeting, and to learn about your community, to learn about your partners, potential partners, because both of which helps you design the right program. If you want to learn more about how to do that, uh, I want to encourage you to join me Uh, in my course, Nonprofit, Fundraising Basis for Nonprofits, because we go deeper into this concept, uh, because this plays a significant role in your ability uh, to raise money for your worthy cause. So the second thing to think about when you're designing program strategies, when uh, you're looking to unlock massive funding opportunities, is how you design the program overall, the creativity behind the design. So some of you... uh, May not consider yourself an artist. You may not consider yourself a creative being or person. You're not in the creative arts at all. Uh, but I can tell you that when you're in uh, in the process of designing programs, when you're in the process of creating programs, you are very much in the process of being your most creative self and your most artistic self. Now, yes, you want to have programs that are designed that are data driven, that is based upon real information that can be verified uh, and justified within your community and for the target community, community you're looking to serve. But as you get beyond the data uh, points that are influencing the program design, you really want to look at how creative can you be with your program? How much can you create new opportunities for yourself and for your target community, for your partners, for your team, for your board to express themselves through this program That is designed hopefully to help a group of people that you care deeply about. It is during the design phase that I really want to encourage you to start to bring every element of yourself uh, to the program. So we talked about the authentic authentic self showing up when building relationships. I really want to challenge you to do the same thing in the program design phase. Uh, So if you have multiple interests, it's important. And it's my recommendation to bring those interests to your program design. So for me. Uh, I'm doing all types of cool programs for all types of uh, community groups uh, that I care deeply about, but just about with every group that I'm involved with, with every program I design, whether it's programs I lead personally or programs I'm helping design on behalf of my customers, there's going to be portions of what I design that includes leadership, as you can guess, uh, particularly self-leadership. There's going to be portions of the program that includes technology, information technology. There's going to be portions of the program that includes some sort of business element. Those things represent who I am. They represent my interests. They represent what I care about, what I think about. And those categories deeply influence how I view the world, how I view program design service to my customers a service to the communities I care about, etc. I get all types of cool concepts from the areas I study and research, and they show up in various ways in my programs, whether they're dealing with this group, that group, or any other group. And so I want to challenge you to bring all those components to your program design, because it allows you to be the most creative version of yourself. Creativity is not about fluffy ideas that come out of thin air that you decide to write into your program packet program design or your curriculum, creativity comes from a place deep within where you are spending a lot of time with yourself, learning about yourself, uh, studying yourself in different topics related to things you care about, and where you are saying, you know what, I'm going to bring those portions of me into this program design, and it's going to show up in this way and that way, and I have found that to pay off immensely on many occasions Uh, as I've designed programs, as I've created programs uh, for myself, for organizations I've led, been a part of, and for my customers and my clients. And so for you, as you're thinking about these key components uh, to what's going to make your program unique and creative, stop worrying about what other people are doing. Stop looking at, well, I need to do something that's competitive to what this group is doing or what that group is doing or what the leading ideas are, are on the front line right now. While those things are really influential and helpful in understanding the competitive landscape of uh, the nonprofit world and the fundraising world, the reality is the most creative ideas come from within, from here and from here. And for those listening to the podcast to talk about your heart and your mind, those things have to show up. They got to show up. When I'm talking to my customers and we're writing a grant or we're building out a concept, we're going to look at the data. We're going to look at the frontline concepts that are really pushing the industry forward, but man, I'm so interested in who you are as a person. I'm interested in who you are as a leader. I'm interested in who you are uh, as a person influencing this work and how your ideas, your heart and your mind is showing up in the work every day. We covered this uh, in quite an amount of detail in our course, Fundraising Basis for Nonprofits. And so for those of you that are really looking to explore What fundraising looks like for your business, for your nonprofit, for your community? We want to challenge you uh, to go to our website. Check it out. Uh, The course is there for you to enroll in, and uh, I believe there's tons of resources that you can tap into uh, when you register for that course, including the things we're talking about today. So let's wrap this up. we got one more point here. We're talking about program design strategies that unlock massive funding opportunities. Number one, we talked about the importance of relationships. It does matter who you know. It does matter who knows you. Don't dismiss it. Uh, If you don't have those relationships, go ahead and start building them out. It's not hard. It's not impossible, but it does require a commitment. We just talked about program design and creativity matters as well. Here's the last point. This is something that uh, sometimes gets overlooked. Uh, If you want to design a program uh, that unlocks major funding opportunities, you got to have results. you got to have results. Now, you may be saying, Dr. Clark, uh, we're just starting out. Or our program is just launching this year. Whether you're a mature organization or not, whether you've been around for some time or not, these are real things that concern organizations. We don't have the results in place that can possibly justify uh, generating support from a uh, funder or partners or the community. There are two ways to look at this you got to have results that are either direct or leveraged, okay? Either direct or leveraged. So, direct results says that you as an organization, you as a leadership group, you have done said thing, and you can point to real results that we have achieved over time uh, that has made a difference. These are the things we actually have done, and here are the results. We've captured the results. we captured the data. Here they are, all right? Those are direct results. Now, if you are a new organization, you're launching a new program, you're relaunching your program, uh, you're rethinking about, ways to introduce or reintroduce your program to the community you might not want to talk about direct results either because you don't have them or the direct results you've generated aren't good or you're not proud of them so then this moves us to leveraged results leveraged results are results that are leveraged from a relationship or leveraged from parallel programs that you have launched already all right so leveraged results from relationships says that because of our partnerships with people or organizations that we have done business with, that relationship with that particular partner gives us the credibility or the results that we can point to and say, hey, we've done this. We have experience doing X. So your partnerships, as we talked about in the first uh, block here, are super important. If you aren't developing the right type of relationships and partnerships that are of substance, that are results-driven, dr- that are results-based, then you cannot use leverage results. But if you have them in place – this can be critical. This is going back to the point I made about volunteering. If you uh, are able to volunteer, you can tap it to leverage results. If you have a small grant you want to give to a partner, you can tap it to leverage results. This is for the newbies. If you're a larger organization and you want to generate massive results, you may be in a position to give away 10 20 30 40 $50,000 in a grant to a partner. You guessed it, leverage results. The other way to look at leverage results is to say that, hey, we've done similar work uh, with a similar population um, in a previous iteration, or it's currently going on. And because of the work we've done, we believe launching this new program is going to make a difference. So therefore, instead of pointing to results that don't exist yet, we want to point to results that currently exist in other forms or other programs. This is called leverage results as well. So it's going to be important for you to think about leverage results in a number of ways as you explore designing programs, as you explore uh, positioning your programs to unlock resources. I think a lot of people get stuck when they think about results, and they say, well, we haven't done anything yet. We don't have the resume. I will tell you that if that excuse was was good enough, then the job you have or the jobs you've been able to land – uh, would not have materialized because there is a starting point we all have, uh, and that starting point does not have tons of results behind it. But how you materialize opportunity is based upon your ability to present results, whether direct or leveraged. I want to challenge you to look at that and think about that, particularly as you're pursuing new funding opportunities, new grants, etc. You want to explore this more. You want to look into how to do this, how to raise serious money. For your nonprofit, whether you're a new organization or your organization has been around for some time, I want to uh, uh, invite you to uh, be a part of our course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. It's a great course, if I say so myself. We talk about all the details that are tied to raising money for your nonprofit organization, what you got to think about when doing so. We covered some of the concepts we talked about today in this course, but we go much, much, much deeper. And this particular course, uh, I think, is going to be powerful Uh, If you listen and uh, chime in and uh, take in the concepts we teach here, you want to register for that course, go to DrWilliamPClark.com. Again, it's DrWilliamPClark.com. This is the Dr. William P. Clark podcast. See you guys next time. See everybody.